it's hot outside. Why don't you come on down and cool off at the Twist and Cream? We've got chocolate, vanilla, and of course, Twist. What are you waiting for? You don't even have to get out of the car. We'll come to you, hottest servers in town. Twist and cream. Get on down here and every kid gets a free sprinkles. <laughs> Just in their palm. <laughs> Music. <laughs> Pictures podcast, where we are going to talk about every single movie released by New World Pictures. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. Uh, this could be a top five contender. <laughs> yes, yes, and Erica. Take me out to the ball game. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> There's baseball in this movie. Everybody has it all, <laughs> and we are kicking things off. For Vidtober, this is where uh, a month we are going to celebrate all the movies released by New World Video and New World Video only. I have worked very hard to make sure that we are only talking about movies released by New World Video. (laughs) And so who better to join us? A returning guest. He was with us for the Great Land of Small. Introduced us to the Great Land of Small. He joined us to rank last Corntober to rank all of the Children of the Corn movies. And he's the host of the VHS podcast. Dirk Marshall is back on the program. Welcome, Dirk. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's wonderful to return and celebrate such a fantastic film. <laughs> I could, uh, could not hear you over the applause. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was so loud. It was, it was way too loud. Sorry about that. I'm sorry for the lack of response. I'm sure what you said was hilarious. No, I was kind of hoping it just was going to keep going. <laughs> the whole episode. Yeah. Just constant applause. <laughs> Everybody, please. No, no, no. It's just, it's just, uh, just one of those things. And we are, um, what did you say, Dirk? Just so I know. I have no idea. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Doesn't matter. Then we're moving on. All right. And we are... <laughs> we are putting the videotape in the player because we are going to talk about 1987's Zombie Nightmare. The night is young and so are we. So let's get totally tanked up. Mamma mia. I kind of liked it. You know, just taking his life like that. Snuffing out that big candle. Don't you understand? We're next. He's killed Peter and Susie and Jim. We're next. For no reason why. What are you looking at? A peach ice cream. <laughs> yes. 
That's right. 1987 Zombie Nightmare, a movie that has no available trailer online, so I cobbled together that this afternoon <laughs> in yeah. 20 minutes. Good job. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I believed it. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Maxell Gym Bags. <laughs> Nothing says you're an athlete like a Maxell Gym Bag. Sure, Maxell is a consumer al- electronics company known mostly for batteries and making blank cassette tapes. But also, we make badass gym bags. <laughs> Nothing says, I got this gym bag for free when I bought a new stereo at Fry's, like a Maxell gym bag. Get one today. <laughs> yeah. When you didn't want to shell out the money for those expensive Memorex tapes, you got some Maxell. Right, you're right. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That's more my speed. <laughs> I can afford this. And you can get five. You can get five yeah, you get a in a pack. Like a brick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you had to get another brick because you'd already filled those up with other mm-hmm. albums. Jeez. Yep. Those are the days, guys. So much personal mm-hmm. Jesus on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had the 12 inch extended remix. Yeah. You had to get them all in there. <laughs> uh, this movie was directed by Jack Bradman. Uh, who was trying to build a legitimate career after directing porno films for a couple of decades, starting in the 1960s when he did black and white soft core. However, due to having phlebitis during production, sorry, uh, due, due to having phlebitis uh, during production, sounded like I was saying he had a lot of phlegm, but phlebitis <laughs> is a different, different <laughs> issue altogether. Phlebitis is scary. Phlembitis, phlembitis is terrifying. Is, is, you, don't, you do not want that. that you, do, you will <laughs> never recover. Mm-hmm. Also, so the what is... remix of Personal Jesus is probably my favorite remix. <laughs> <laughs> yes. a lot of yeah. It's a very good one. It's a, it's a very solid one. Because of this affliction, Bradman brought in John Fasano to also direct... He directed about 50% of the movie, but is uncredited as a co-director. In fact, Fasano is actually also uncredited as the writer of the movie, which he is. Um, The credit goes to David Wellington, who co-edited the movie for free back when he was a struggling artist in Canada. And the reason being because it is a tax shelter movie. And Bradman was American, and due to the tax shelter rules, you had to have the writer would then have to be a Canadian. David Wellington was Canadian, so he got the credit. Instead, Fasano was given assistant director credit, which was confusing to the crew who thought yes. he was the assistant director. And we're like, what's the schedule? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> they didn't realize he was co-director. Wow. Um, so that made for a fun uh, thing. By the way, Wellington would go on to a career in, as a director, actually making mostly TV, which is still going, still directing to this day. Uh, he also directed video segments for the Kids in the Hall TV show. So oh, he had okay. A, Great career going, still going to this day. Fasano also gets his career going from this. He goes from this and directs Rock and Roll Nightmare and Black Mm -hmm. Rose. Tracking. Tracking. Uh, And then he writes or rewrites many popular movies. Again, there's there's Dirk with the copy of Black (laughs) Roses. (laughs) Then writing or rewriting many movies that he sometimes would get credit for and sometimes he didn't. Another 48 Hours, Universal Soldier The Return, he gets credit for. Alien 3, Tombstone, Judge Dredd, he did not get credit for those, even though he worked on Alien 3 for two years. Yeah, me neither. I'm also uncredited on those. A lot of people don't know that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just keep it under your hat. Right. You know, but I was uncredited. You were. 
You get it. Uncredit. <laughs> God, really? Uncre- uncredit. Uncredited. <laughs> I was uncredited on that's those fan pieces. That's a, that's a fancy word for you. I guess so. If it takes you two years to write a script, maybe that's a sign that you shouldn't make that movie. Well, right? well here's the thing. The, the, yes, that this should be a sign to the studio. I will say that I read an interview with John Fasano, who sadly did pass away in 2014, but um because i was like we should get him on the podcast well that's not gonna happen um and uh i don't well, know hold on, hold is she available we <laughs> yeah him. i don't know ryan come on paging, paging molly yeah um, <laughs> he said that a lot of the problems was is that they would write uh drafts of a third alien film but that sigourney weaver was Just like no, like for no, fun no no, well, I mean, the studio would would get those. Oh, yes. I, the way you yes. phrase that, like we would just do this on weekends. I'd get my buddies yeah. together, right? <laughs> As a, you do, we pick up a twelve pack of Strohs and just write our own version of Alien Three. I guarantee <laughs> that happened as well. It's not as storied. <laughs> I mean, I have mine right here. I, Alien 3. I just wrote this. Uh, <laughs> It's a rap musical. <laughs> it's like Rapping, but Alien 3. Right. Well, then that makes sense. That makes sense. That, tra- uh, that tracks. Well, I think right. yours might be better than the actual Alien 3. It, it could be. It could be. I mean, um, I'm a little partial, but yeah. Uh, this stars Adam West. TV's Batman was going through a rough go at the time. <laughs> <laughs> he And he, he comes by it honestly. He actually admitted in March of 1987 that Batman... Adam bombed my career, quote unquote. His but, his career went kersplat. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Huh? I get it. Any, uh, anyone? Uh, Any, okay. uh, Though he had just appeared in the lone sitcom from Stephen J. Cannell, a police academy riff called The Last Precinct, uh, which only lasted for a few episodes before it was canceled. West admitted that he was taking small parts in bad films at the time. This is what he said in an interview. He said, I've done them all. West laughs. Young Lady Chatterley's zombie movies, other turkeys. It's the actor's responsibility to keep working if he can. My script for other turkeys is another one I brought. We need to Did you just work on that? You just got that yeah. done? Yeah. I just while you were talking, I was like, I got some ideas I need to get out here for yeah. these other turkeys. Fleshed out a full treatment, you know, yeah. just while you were blah 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 about Adam West and his atom bombing. We should see if Adam West will come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> we should. We really should. That's a great idea. Everybody look into that. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yep, yep. Adam West, who could be coming on the show soon. Who knows? He will go... He can only come on if he brings us copy of Alien 3. That's right. That's right. His graph. That's right. He would go on to appear in Canon's Doing Time on Planet Earth and 1990's Omega Cop, directed by the Vineyard Associate Editor Paul Karazi. Nice. Wait, can we go back to the phlembosis or whatever that was? What What is that disease? Phlebitis? Or phlebitis. I don't know what that is. Yes. It's an inflammation that causes a blood clot to form in your vein, usually in your leg. So it, it, it was it would wear he would wear out very quickly. He would be like, John, take over because he would get tired and have to go back. Though apparently okay. he definitely directed all the scenes with Adam West and all the scenes with Tia Carrera. 
mm-hmm. um, who's also <laughs> in this movie, and we'll get to her in a little bit. You probably know it when it affects a deeper vein because it's called deep vein thrombosis. Hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Erica just wrote up a medical journal while we were all chit-chatting. <laughs> hey guys. Wow. I love that. Yeah. She doesn't like writing scripts. She I'm, just likes writing medical journals. I thought if I wrote a medical journal, maybe they'd hire me as an extra to play a doctor on Alien 3. <laughs> that was the I didn't realize they were scientists. I thought they were all doctors. Silly me. Here's where you can watch Zombie Nightmare, and you're going to want to. After you hear us talk about this, <laughs> because you're going to go, nah, if you haven't seen it already, which you may have. But if you haven't, you may be like, this isn't a real film, but it is. And you can see it on Tubi. That's where you can see it. Tubi, Tubi. And possibly, maybe our YouTube page. We'll have to maybe. see. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see if it, if it passes through the copyright checks. We'll see if we can DVT <laughs> it in there, mm-hmm. you know? Just deep vein it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are we laughing about DVT yet? <laughs> Hopefully a lot of people with phlebitis oh. are listening to this and just knowing they're seen. Yeah. Feel yeah. Seen. Feeling yeah. seen. Yeah. Laughing about this disease, which I'm sure is horrible to deal with. Um, yeah, I'm sure they, they, probably, probably, they probably need a good laugh. Yeah. But speaking of uh, Tubi, they do. I'm sure they do. They're exhausted from that blood clot. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> they need a good laugh. <laughs> Outside of YouTube and Tubi, though, you can also find a, a copy of the Blu-ray uh, if you search hard enough. I know Dirk did, and he did. found... You know, I'm not <laughs> saying that I'm childish by any means, but if somebody was like, I'm really tired, and I was like, oh, what's up? Did you not get some sleep? And they're like, I have deep vein thrombosis. I would laugh. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like a porno kind of thing. <laughs> you would be like, like, I also have thrombosis yeah. and do like a big giant wink at him. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's a serious thing. I'm like, no, no, no. My thrombosis is also serious. Yeah. And that's when my wife would be like, this is a real thing. You She's stop. like, we have to go, Dirk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get the car. Get the car now. Get the car. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. He's Ryan, the head of medical. He's <laughs> a doctor. Um, but Dirk, you got the old out of print code red Blu-ray. Yep. Thank you for go- taking that extra step. I got one from Centurio Entertainment out of Germany, um, which apparently has all the same special features. Uh, you just have to deal with a little bit of German on the menu screen. And uh, it does. It has two, two com- commentaries. The second one, however, I started listening to. And it uh, you can't understand it because it's in German. You can uh, if you spoke German, but you uh, otherwise... Yeah. I was just going to say Germans can understand it. Right. Of course. It would you'd seemingly be made for Aust- them. Aust- Austrians would probably get most of it too, I would imagine, right? And if you have a deep thrombosis, there's something <laughs> about that that just clicks yeah. something in your brain that says right. you can understand right. German. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but that's medical fact. It's in Erica's medical journal. I just read it. Yeah. Give it a read. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time to talk about what this movie is about. Let's find out what Zombie Nightmare is about. Mark, let's start with you. Uh, it's about a boy who grows up to be a man and chooses to honor his father by carrying a baseball bat wherever he goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His dad, a um, 
a great little league coach. A great little league coach who also, you know, he he left it all out there on the field. And what I mean by that is a bat. Because it was a community <laughs> bat. And so he just left it on the right. field when they left the game. Right. Um, yeah. in, in what may be the greatest first 10 minutes of any movie we have watched on this podcast. <laughs> it goes a lot of places. A lot happens. A lot yes, happens. And his son is cheering for him as though, as though it's a game, but it's right. practice. Yep. So I, I don't know a lot about sports, but I was so confused <laughs> that everyone was so excited. I was like, oh, they're playing a game. And then I saw the dad and I'm like, well, that's not what's happening. And then I was like, it's a practice. Are we, is this what we're supposed to do at practices? Like watch it and be like, yeah, woo. I thought that was for the games. So confused. His son uh, is cheering like that's the greatest hit ever. I'm like, you know, he's just self-serving pop flies right. to the he's, outfield. He is not getting, yeah, he's point, not getting pitched And even to. at that point, at one point he says, okay, pop fly out to the outfield. He hits it and the ball immediately heads to the ground. And they didn't cut that away or do another take. They're like, that's good enough. No one's going to pay enough. attention to those details except for this guy who's like, not a pop fly. That's a uh, grounder. I, <laughs> yeah. Again, I will say the editor of this was Canadian, and he also did this for free. So one of the things John Fasano says in the director's commentary is like, it's difficult to try to have a legitimate baseball game with Canadians who don't know how baseball is played. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing they found a baseball field at all. Yeah, mm -hmm. quite frankly. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Dirk. What is yes. Zombie Nightmare about? If anything, it's about the importance of making a choice. And this film, more than any <laughs> other film I've seen, makes choices. There's voices. Yes. There's all kinds of ways of moving one's body that, <laughs> as I watched it, I like made a note of every single thing. And then when we listened to the commentary, I was like, oh, my God, there's a reason for every single thing I wrote down. And I've never seen a movie like that before. Yep. I've never mm -hmm. watched a movie like this. I mean, like, I, I, first of all, I didn't know this existed until we started having this conversation. And I own sure. all those other movies that you listed. So what a treat <laughs> right, for me. Right, right. Um, I had seen all those other movies, too. I'd seen Rock and Roll Nightmare. And yeah. I'd seen Black Roses. I had not seen this. Until I thought I owned all the Thor movies. And then this comes into my life and i'm like what a treat i wish he was in it more but i'm sure we'll get to that choices i'll just leave it at that. choices it is about choices. choices that's true choices and carrying a bat around erica what is this movie about nothing good comes out of people with too much time on their hands if you that's got, very if true you have enough time to coach a little league game sure. you're gonna end up dead if you have enough time at work to kick right. back in your room and watch TV, people are going to end up dead. Mm -hmm. If you have mm -hmm. time to seek revenge on behalf of your husband who was wrongfully murdered, your son's going to end up un undead. <laughs> <laughs> I think she got revenge until the son was also dead. I don't, she did very little about the dad dying, it seems. But maybe that's um, maybe that's a prequel that we just aren't we haven't seen yet. You know, maybe Ooh, maybe yeah. Could have been cut out, too, by that editor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. right. All fully explained and fully yeah. edited out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need it. We don't need it. I thought this movie was about, look, some people can play tennis, and some people, they just can't. 
<laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's very true. That's yeah. it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and the people in this people, people in this movie they can't. They can't. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Dennis apparently so, the horniest of the YMCA right. sports. Oh yeah, very. <laughs> as soon as you finish a a great rally game, <laughs> because I can only think that's that what that's what they were doing. But uh, then it's time to hit the yeah. hot tubs because yeah. rhombosis. well let's look at the letterbox synopsis and we'll find out what this movie is about oh i can't wait to hear about this dirk you are on letterbox correct i think so yes (laughs) (laughs) you are you are and you update it frequently apparently yeah i go in once a year yeah yeah exactly uh we're on letterbox so give us a follow there if you can tony washington is killed by a gang of rampant, trendy teenagers. Trendy? (laughs) (laughs) Rampant? Rampant. Rampant and trendy. Does the rampant, does that describe the teenagers or their trendiness? (laughs) Hard to say. Can you be rampant and just hanging out? Like, that doesn't seem, maybe I don't understand the word rampant. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. If, if you're going to throw spaghetti at your mom, that is the definition of rampant. Okay. That is rampant. And also trendy because, you know, <laughs> spaghetti's really cool. Right. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does trend pretty heavily amongst noodles. Um, I don't. I watched that scene and I really, it took me a minute. He comes in. He, first of all, grabs spaghetti. For anyone who hasn't seen it, the son who's a jerk. To put it nicely, grab a rampant a, jerk, a rampant trendy jerk, but in a trendy way. Yeah, <laughs> opens the fridge, grabs a handful of cooked spaghetti noodles, mm-hmm. leftovers, and starts to eat them from his hand, and then gets frustrated and throws them at his mom's face because he's a bad boy. You are disgusting. You're not going to get to your next birthday if you don't get your act together. Not yours. What did you say, you disrespectful punk? Yeah. I don't honestly know how I would react to that. I would fall over with laughter, much like Dirk would at the mention of thrombosis. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to think I would laugh, but I right. just thought, imagine. Cause I, I I would I, have to. If you get thrown a bunch of like cold, old noodles, I'd have to laugh. This is ridiculous. They if feel your child silly. threw them in your face? Yeah. yeah. I don't know well, if I would not, laugh. Or if I would be Plus, so horrified by their by them already having grabbed a handful to eat sure, from their hand. Sure. I don't know how I, I would be react. so caught up in their trendiness that I don't know if I would even... <laughs> ah, Is this the like... Canadian is it the Canadian way to eat spaghetti though? Like just, oh, maybe. Pull, just pull out of the fridge? Like, mm-hmm. you know, here it would be an apple. You'd get an apple out right. of the fridge. Yeah. Right. And he's actually yeah. and he's, oh. he's trying to share. We're learning so cultural we differences. Yeah. Trying to share with his mom, yeah. really. We would and grab an maybe, apple. They would grab yeah. a handful of noodles. And then you throw yeah. it at your mom for good luck. It's all Canadian stuff. <laughs> Dirk has written a book on about Canadians. Well, I got it right here. I just, <laughs> the new draft. <laughs> can't wait for the new one. The old one was a little old. Yeah. <laughs> really needed some updating. It was really lacking in spaghetti. <laughs> yes. Ryan, are you uh, going to go over who that guy is? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. We're going to go over that. Oh, yeah. We're going to jump into the movie right now. 
so as Mark mentioned, this starts with a just incredible opening 10 minutes of a lot of stuff. What, 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 was that the entire letterbox, letterbox description stopped at rampant, trendy teens? And that you was it? Correct. No, that's there is more. <laughs> Oh, if it was, that would have been one of my favorite. I know. One sentence. You're right. You're right. Uh, no, there's more. Here it is. <laughs> Molly McKembe is a voodoo lady. <laughs> a voodoo lady. <laughs> I have not read this. I copied and pasted this and did not read it until this moment. And I am a voodoo lady. Oh, voodoo not. lady. The voodoo lady. A voodoo lady. <laughs> the scientific term. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> who brings him back from the dead to seek revenge on his killers so he can rest in peace. Oh. I mean, at the behest of his mom. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. wasn't, it's really more about her resting in peace, but it's true that he does come back from the dead and only when he takes care of everybody, really, there's other people as well as the five. But in any case, he takes revenge on his killers. That's when he then... Uh, dies again. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Also is shot too. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, also just referring to her as a voodoo lady doesn't <laughs> give enough justice <laughs> to the wild choices that no. are made with her character. No, no. Yeah. Voodoo lady is, is really just skimming the surface. Uh, I mean, but it's just a synopsis. I've never seen someone transform so drastically from Serpent so in the quickly. Rainbow to Tina Turner lookalike and then back to Serpent in the Rainbow. And back again. And yeah. with an with uh, an act not only an accent, but an inflection on her voice that mm-hmm. is it's a real commitment. It is yeah. 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 Eartha Kitt would be like, that's a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> Tone it down. Yeah. Tone it down, would you? <laughs> Too many choices. Uh, but as Mark was saying, this movie starts with an incredible 10 minutes uh, beginning with a scene that is going to come back later. It's They just use a scene that happens later to open the movie, which is efficient for a movie that's only 84 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, An opening scene wherein our friend Molly, Molly McKembe, the voodoo lady, has her back to the camera for most of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <You're> right. <laughs> So it's it, it's one shot. It's a thrilling, thrilling thing. And then it gets into our opening credits, an exciting credit sequence. But it does know what it should highlight, which is the many great bands in the soundtrack of this movie. Yes, <laughs> yes. Motorhead, Fist, of course, Thor, the band of one of the actors in the movie, John Michael Thor. But Motorhead, of course, uh, Ace of Spades is their opening song, which is crazy. They were able to get it. But uh, I guess John Michael Thor, his band and Motorhead's had similar management. So he was able to convince a lot of he's the one who got a lot of the bands in this. And so when it comes to the soundtrack, incredible. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to show scenes where people are driving, I mean, you got to have music that plays for a long time. And that (laughs) happens a lot in this movie. Because you got to also show somebody driving around for a long time. Yeah. Long driving time. around, observing the speed limit. Every car, I was like, oh, I bet Mark hates that car. And then there was one where I was like, he might like that one. That's just how I watch movies now that I've been on their, their podcast. I just, the whole time I'm like, 
he probably likes that car. And I'm like, like, who are you talking about? I'm like, Mark. Mark likes some cars. Other cars, not so much. I, I, I did like the, uh, the 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 backup car to the dad's Mercedes, which was a Porsche 944. Okay, yeah. So that's I, I appreciated that. But the cop was driving in some really shitty Chrysler, like Dodge <laughs> thing that was like, I he kept hitting right. curbs, going up on curbs and, st- and, he, and, and peeling out. I thought, that Dodge cannot handle that kind of that that kind of rough driving. So you got to be careful with that. <laughs> the, going back to the music, though, there was a trend, especially in direct-to-video in the '80s, where you would you would see these movies. And I know that um, Dario Argento's Creepers, when it was marketed in the U.S., mm-hmm. like the big thing was, but it's got this the really soundtrack. awesome heavy metal soundtrack. So that might be just enough of a hook to get you to rent this movie. And this was one of those movies that was doing the same thing. It, the tagline of the movie is the soundtrack. Like it doesn't say zombie nightmare. Oh, nightmare zombies. It just says featuring the music of motorhead and, Pantera <laughs> right. and girl school and four. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, all right. Well, oh, I don't, it's because mine was from Germany. I don't have that line. I, it, it does doesn't say a hundred percent uncut. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. so it doesn't mean. say, dare motorhead. That's not on no. there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it does say thrombosis, though. It says, Ein Packender Cult Klassiker mit der Musik von Motorhead, <laughs> Thor, and Girl School. There it is. There it, yep, is. There it is. Oh, there it is. Yes, it does. Just not on the front. It's on the back. Yeah. They make you work for it in Germany. <laughs> So we then also start in a flashback, which we talked about on the baseball field, field, which is really used throughout the movie. Like every mm. little detail, as, as you guys were saying, is, is utilized later. Except for my favorite little part, which is when they do walk away, uh, as Mark was mentioning, and he tries to stick the bat into the chain oh, fence. Yeah, Have it stick there, which you can do. Uh, yeah. But he clearly doesn't do it just right. And it falls off out of the fence and onto the ground. And apparently they did that one time that mm-hmm. because they don't have a take where he got that into the fence <laughs> and it is a community bat and so the right that the polite thing to do right. is right. to either put it on leave the ground it. or hang it on the fence you got to leave it for the right. next group that's coming they'll, they'll they'll put it in the fence right the next people right. that come here right. and use that by the way that is john fasano playing the dad yep co-director oh, and writer that. of this movie he was in his mid-20s at the time and he mm. does say in the commentary when you're shooting a movie like that, don't wear sweats. <laughs> True. Because <laughs> it really came well, back to haunt him later. Just when to he, be clear, uh, only when you're making a movie, you don't wear those sweats? Or yes, is this, yes, yes, yes. Are there, uh, you're making what a would movie. be a situation when you can wear those sweats? They, but Mark, I wish like going they had to a asked car wash? him that question. I wish they had asked him. <laughs> I wish they made him specify when there are the times we can wear these sweats. <laughs> going to a car wash. <laughs> I'm going to go to the car wash. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go to yeah. the car wash. Hold on a second. got to change into my sweats. I actually addressed when wash. you can wear the sweats in my new script for Zombie Nightmare 2. <laughs> it mentions the car wash. which So it's good that you picked up on that. Finally. It's finally. Finally. Yeah. We have the final <laughs> word. Away. When you can wear sweats. Uh, we go to the present day. So we go out of this. Oh, the father gets killed. He tries to protect a young Molly McKembe. Something that Erica did not realize at the time. Yeah. 
She did not realize through the first watch. Yeah, this complicated 84-minute thrill ride went right over this. <laughs> this dumb said, skull. That's the young voodoo lady? Yeah, right. I didn't right. make the connection until today. Yeah. Upon then, uh, yeah. rewatch, so. He gets stabbed in the side and... The thrust of that knife is so strong it pushes blood all the way through up up and out of his mouth. Yeah, I didn't like if you hit someone just hard enough, mm-hmm. it'll actually push blood out of their mouth, and that <laughs> was something I learned in this movie. Mark, he clearly had thrombosis, and they hit the clot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we're not making light. It's a serious thing, but also a seriously funny word. Mm-hmm. Um. We go to the present day, and we young Tony has grown up, and he's playing professional baseball. So the mm. transition here is one of my favorite things. Uh, <laughs> not my favorite, but one of my favorite things in the movie, because it goes from the kid's face to Thor's face as, a, as the grown-up and his mullet, and it kind of looks like you are coming out of, like, he's been thinking about this. Like he shakes right. his head for a second. Like we're like, yeah. oh, he's just at this game and being like, remember mm-hmm. when my dad got killed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Right. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, ah, that's what I think of before I'm at bat. Every baseball really? game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so exactly. concentrate. I don't know why I Wait. do this to myself. Um, what's the count? I was I was thinking about my dad dying and I lost <laughs> count. Is it two balls and one strike? Remind me. <laughs> Yeah. But is this is this a professional setting? Is he playing professional baseball? Is this a rec league? Is he in the minors? We don't know. And the reason why I'm confused is because I don't think even a minor league team would allow you to uh, the amount of grease that he has on his arms. I don't think they allow you to oil up your arms like that for even a minor league team. Ryan, that was suntan lotion. Um, but I think the the tell of that scene, Mark, that is, is suntan oil. Thank you very oil. much. Sorry. Come on, the, the tell lotion of that absorbs, scene. Mark. Not all of them, you know. Some of them are just they're real greasy. Um, especially Which ones, Dirk? In... Is that in your is that in your new script? So Canadian sunscreen and suntan oils actually repel off the skin. Yeah. yeah. In some places you could use that instead of car wax or surf wax. Yeah. Not in Canada. There's not a lot of surfing there. No. No. He's just he's just wiping himself down with poutine. So that's that's what you're seeing. That's right. Um a healthy dose no, this, in his arms. The the tell is the pitcher winds up to throw the ball to him and then throws an underhanded slow pitch. <laughs> which I've never seen before. <laughs> I was um, he his arm comes up and then he just does a like a whoop. We're just gonna do a little whoop. Just yeah, I mean, imagine if he had gotten the opportunity to play in the majors. That will really psych him out. And that's what it is. It's really the pitcher and the hitter, and it's just these two guys. But you're really just playing mind games up there. And yeah. you think, oh, oh, you think I'm gonna go overhand? Wrong. I'm going undies. I mean, we've had a changeup, a fastball, a slider, a curveball for years. Right. The, un- yeah. the undies is the new pitch that, that would change the game. Uh, yeah. I'm going soft softball pitch on you. <laughs> he's got a 45-mile-an-hour undie that he's – Yeah. He throws a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, but – a confusing 45 mile an hour <laughs> underhanded softball throw, which throws them off. They just don't know what to do. Uh, 
yeah. Um, what if it was the opposite? And it's not him sitting at the game thinking about that, but rather when <laughs> his dad was... Oh no! Oh, I can't no. even say it. When his dad was being stabbed, he was thinking. He was, as a child, disassociating and thinking about himself <laughs> as an adult playing baseball. <laughs> Why am I laughing? Yeah, this? this is horrible. We can, the whole movie is the child imagining. Yeah, and the mom's like, "One what day I'm going to be an amazing baseball revenge. player." Yeah. I'm going to be a baseball right. player, and then I'm going to get killed, and I'm going to get revenge for my dad's death. <laughs> can't wait. I can't wait till I'm older. The future is mine. Yeah. Okay, by the way, we've already talked We talked about this already, but Tony is played by John Michael Thor. He's a he's a bodybuilder uh, that turned a rock star. He, was, he held titles such as Mr. Canada, Mr. Teenage USA, and Mr. North America. And then he turned rock star and, and then actor. And he told the Montreal Gazette in 1986, I feel I'm the originator of warrior rock, the muscle-powered metal that's so popular now. Well, actually, I consider myself the originator of um, warrior rock, but I'm uncredited. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I actually have that in my new script, Royer, Warrior Rock. <laughs> You Volume lost two. your credit for Warrior Rock and arbitration with the guild. <laughs> <laughs> so many rules. It's so difficult. Dirk's well, got it in a script. He goes through it. There's a the whole scene where I go through it. Yeah. 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 It's you. all flashback. Yeah. It's very all exciting. Flashback. It's Just, very yeah. exciting when they go through arbit- arbitration <laughs> rules. It's exciting. That'd be all, Tony. Have you got the provolone? Yeah. Well, I forget how much your mama liked provolone, eh? <laughs> uh, how is it they do a job working out? Oh, it's not bad, sir. Except they want me to cut my hair. Uh, Thor is actually a late addition to the movie. He replaced the original guy who played the zombie. A guy oh, uh, okay. who was a stuntman who was in the movie still. Oh, yeah, don't worry. We still get to see don't him. Don't worry. He's still... <laughs> because God. they shot a lot of the ending scenes first. So he's still in a lot of the movie. The end of the you know the end of the movie is still a lot mostly him, but he's fired from the movie. This is a stuntman playing the zombie. He gets fired because he ate all of the craft surfaces. <laughs> he ate everyone's lunch. That's the reason, and that's the reason they had to fire him because everybody had their food and he ate it all because he was so hungry from working out. <laughs> so they let him go. So he ate everyone's food, and they had to be like, don't do that. And then he did it again. And they're like, okay, we can't wow. afford this. Like, right. And so they had to. They brought in Thor because he John Fasano knew him, but he didn't realize he was Canadian, and they needed to bring in somebody else who was Canadian. And she said, well, I'm Canadian, so, so now John Michael Thor is in there, which is great kismet because they do go on to make Rock and Roll Nightmare right after this. And he smartly brought his own lunch, so he wasn't tempted to eat other people's. <laughs> right, that's right. Then we we uh, we meet our young teen crew. Okay, okay, cut it out right now. Hey, the night is young, and so are we. So let's get totally tanked up, go down to the dance at Lincoln, and we'll pick up some sleazy chicks. Yeah. Right, woo! Thanks a lot, Pinhead. I meant them, baby. I got my sleazy chick. <laughs> trendy, 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 our trendy, trendy teens. teens. <laughs> that includes includes Tia Carrere, 
this is her second movie. She was discovered in her native Hawaii at a mall, and she was cast in a movie called Aloha Summer that was directed by Tommy Lee Wallace of uh, Halloween 3 fame, who also directed an episode of Tour of Duty for New World Television, mm-hmm. and it also starred Vamps, Chris Makepeace. <laughs> but uh, this group is led by Sean Levy, the director of Night at the Museum movies and the upcoming Deadpool 3. Hmm. So wild. Here, here's Sean Levy actually talking about this infamous role. For many years, I would have answered that my greatest shame was uh, the little scene zombie nightmare. It shows me like throw a fistful of spaghetti at my mom because I'm a bad boy. <laughs> He's a bad boy. <laughs> we call He's that a bad a boy. All around here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I may be overly sympathetic to Sean Levy's character here because. He's the one friend in a group of friends where they're all dating, but he's the odd man out. And I was like, that was me. <laughs> Mr. Oh, no. Fistful of Spaghetti. <laughs> that was me. Mr. Mr. Doesn't take no from it for an answer. Mr. Seventh Wheel. <laughs> no. But you um, would have gotten a bowl for the spaghetti. I would. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have eaten it like an animal. I wouldn't have done a fistful of it. No. 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 You would have eaten it from a bowl and you would have dared throw it at your mom. That would oh have been spaghetti God. waste. Well, then I would have also had to clean it up. It wouldn't have gone well. I wouldn't have been able to walk out the door. Yeah. Also, Ryan, I think while you may have been the seventh wheel, I don't recall you running people over and killing them for funsies. But <laughs> no. I mean, maybe this no. is, uh, maybe we should talk. Well, to be <laughs> fair to Sean Levy, he did it by accident, but then found that he liked it. Doing bad, huh? No. No, man. I kind of liked it. Now, here's what I thought was great about Tony's death, is my note. (laughs) I don't even know where I'm going on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Is that it does not come when he stops an armed robbery. Yeah. But rather after. Mm -hmm. That armed robbery is a red herring. He, He stops an armed robbery, and then he innocently leaves the store, having saved the store owner. And walks into the street, and that is when he's actually hit. Mm-hmm. He could have easily yeah. been killed by the guys in the store. And the guys in the store could have been friends with the teens. And then right. that could have been... But no, he also then does a heroic act. He saves the store owner. And then he walks out. And then is but just randomly hit by a bunch of strangers. Before he crosses the street. So maybe that's what this movie's about. Wow. Good point. So we're not going to talk about the grocer at all. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh Mamma Mia! Oh, oh Mamma Mia! Yeah, we're going to we're going to get to the grocer, but we're going to get to the grocer. But go ahead. Yeah. I just that that was when the movie started to really gel for me was when I heard his <laughs> voice because I was like, sure. Oh, okay. There's the choice, and then it turns <laughs> out it was his choice. He was like the actor was like, I'm going to be Italian, and they're like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the first of a million things that happened in this movie where someone's just like, "I'm gonna do this," and they just go, "Yeah, like that's how you make movies." Everyone, yeah, Yeah, and the Italians, the guy who plays the Italian store owner is Walter Massey, who, if we recall, in our last episode, played Charlie, the amusement park traveling carnival, and breaking all the rules. Oh my god. Not a traveling carnival. That was an amusement park. Definitely did not play that as an Italian. He pulled a Gary Oldman on us. I didn't even recognize him. Wow. 
Also, I just I I guess I didn't appreciate that in Canada, like the best provolone is sold at a liquor store. (laughs) (laughs) The best provolone. Because he imports it from Italy, of course. Because he's Italian. Of course. Of course. Mamma mia. I had to put that in the trailer because that is just like was an incredible moment. You get a gun in your face and you go, Mamma Mia. <laughs> I mean I mean, between Voodoo Lady and the Italian grocer, I was like, this is incredible. Wherever yeah. this yeah, 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 far yeah. away uh, fantasy land they live in. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. And the reason why Tony's not there when the robbers come into the liquor store is because he goes to the back to get wheat germ. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard of wheat germ in a long time. Yeah. I, I feel like that yeah. is a solid 80s poll. Mm. Uh, but did you know that wheat germ contains a variety of minerals that help your body perform different <laughs> wow. functions? Zinc, huh. manganese, phosphorus, and magnesium are all packed inside of wheat germ. The zinc it will help strengthen the immune system and fight viruses like the common cold. It's okay. also a great source of plant-based protein. Oh, yeah, crunching the germ. Wow. I like it. Oh. Mark just crunched wheat germ. Wait, uh, did you say crunching the germ? Yeah. <laughs> crunching oh, the germ. <laughs> <laughs> Dirk went full poly short on Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Let's chow down here and munch on some grinding. <laughs> Munch on some grindage and crunch on some germ. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I thought wheat germ was like mostly just fiber, which no. I was always like, how does that help your muscles? Just, <laughs> I guess, constantly shitting yourself. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, an Adonis like myself, so many things are confusing. <laughs> Uh, it's the seventh wheel Adonis. <gasps> oh, is Seth, that the shirt? That's oh, seventh wheel Adonis. <laughs> I think so. I that's think so. It's gotta be. Gotta be. Gotta <laughs> it's be. like a cartoon picture of you eating a pizza. <laughs> a piece of pizza. She's trying to say. <laughs> ah, like mid bite. In the thought bubble, it's like, Mamma Mia! <laughs> I mean, it makes itself. It prints, it prints itself. It prints itself. This t shirt. Another great part of Tony's death <laughs> is the fact that no one calls an ambulance. No one! No. I said that. No I was like, no one, even, no, one. no one even says, like, help. Help! Nothing. No one. I mean, it's crazy. Nothing. And no other cars go by? Or they no. just drive around him, I guess? No, I a car no. did drive by, and he stops that car. The Italian star goes, I stop in your car. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I need your help. And then <laughs> they, get him, they get him into the car and just drive him that's to his right. mom's. Yeah. Because they're like, there's yeah. no point in calling the ambulance or the police yeah, or anybody. And, this and she's still sitting on the front scene. porch. Yeah, waiting for her provolone. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's was the Italian shopkeeper. Was he hiding from the police? <laughs> <Felt like that. laughs> this scene, I love it so much because they start saying everyone's name at, at the start of every sentence, and it's uh-huh. just this crazy succession of like it goes, but a Louise, and she goes, quiet, Hank, 
James, do you know Molly McKenby? Run over to Molly McKenby's house. Sure, Mrs. Washington. You come too, Jimmy. And I'm like, what is happening? Talks <laughs> <laughs> like this. Right. Gotta know and those we, names. Gotta know we, those names. Lock them in. She's Louise Washington. I, I learned that from the conversation. I got her first mm-hmm. and last name. So mm-hmm. I did not know her name, but it does make sense because what happens next is, as you said, Molly McKembe comes onto the scene. And this is where we have, oh. a, we have a fight of two accents. Yes. And it's really something to behold. Molly, it's been too long. My son. I know. I know, Louis. Louis? What is this? <laughs> Quiet. Unbelievable. She knows that all Molly can be can give her. But your police cannot. I mean, my job is to fly the whirly bird. I've been doing that job just fine. <laughs> that was from Day of the Dead, but I was, I, every time she died, I was like, <laughs> well, I wish you would show up. Oh. Those two accents are just... So let's unpack this real quick because there's a lot here. It's some wild swings, as we mentioned, these two choices. That was her choice, too. Like yes. That, that they were like, she started talking and we were just like, that's what she's going to talk like. And I'm like, this isn't how you make movies. Like, nope. Yeah. Nope. people do what they want. Yeah. Now, did Molly always have that accent? Like, as a child in the flashback, is just that how she she doesn't say anything but is that how she spoke then no but she does doesn't she say to like leave me alone and get away from me or probably and, and doesn't do it in, she has no accent no accent scene. Yeah. so yeah. she goes she grows into that accent mm-hmm. it's because when the guy got stabbed and died on top of her it compressed her lungs <laughs> in my new <laughs> script i have here <laughs> You break it all down. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. I, I just love that. Speaking of, and Mark nailed this already, the actress who plays Molly McKimba is Montrealer Manushka, known primarily as a Tina Turner lookalike. Mm-hmm. And she, so this is a piece that came up that I found in the Gazette. Uh, Manushka hasn't completely given up on the Tina Turner connection. She'll be appearing at Tina at the July 10th gala opening of the festival Juice Pour Rear. So she's just on the side. I'm trying... pretty sure that's not how it's pronounced. No, how do you say it? I don't know, but that can't be it. <laughs> no, absolutely can't be it. <laughs> yeah, everyone in Montreal just like didn't oh, hear those three words they said. They were like, like yay! <laughs> Their ears are bleeding. Oh no, that is horrible. Uh, but yeah, she was a uh, Tina Turner lookalike. I wonder if um, that's just for laughs in French. I'm going to look it up. Don't don't wait! Don't wait for okay, me. Okay, do you I'm want to should we pause right now? <laughs> yeah, does everyone just yeah. take a break? And in that scene too, Ryan, I, I I grabbed a clip. It's funny, I you you sent me the clips, and you had yeah. kind of the beginning part of that. It quote. is just for laughs. Yep. She makes she makes this one line. I thought, I mean, first of all, her accent and the fluttering of her voice for oh. like she was like. A, doing a, a Jamaican accent isn't good enough. I've got to add my own flair to this. Tell him 
I need blood for my life animal. Why go so hard on that? You can, I mean, I, I appreciate her commitment, and I also appreciate the fact that I understood what she said. <laughs> well, you did? I didn't. She needs blood from a live animal. I was like, okay, I'm catching it. Maybe I'm starting to just learn it by, by listening. Right. We're rewatching the movie, but... Um, Z- look at this voodoo man over here. My only note would be, could we get more crickets in the audio? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Those crickets were uncredited. She was so captivating to watch that the sound person just put the mic down and it's just getting yeah. nothing but crickets. Yes. Oh, so I, many. I did, to that point though, Dirk, I did appreciate that this movie has a wide variety of different microphone qualities mm, mm-hmm. it there for example when adam west character and the other cop go out for hap, go out for drinks love it yeah mike the mic is practically planted on that serving tray so you hear every single piece of ice jangling yes. around in those glasses it's like where is the mic placed in this scene and is it just a yeah. lavalier that they just Pinned to the serving tray and went, that'll pick up enough. We'll, we'll be good with that. Well, here's to the ones who got away. It's tinny. It's it's a little hissy mm-hmm. in the background. Yep. It's really amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love I love this movie. I love every minute <laughs> oh, of watching yeah. this movie. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, why wouldn't you? I mean, we we actually get to some kills, but it's not until 35 minutes in, and, and we're at the tennis center. Where Peter and Susie mm-hmm. decide to cap off a session, as Erica pointed out, a very sexy sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, a session of awful rallying with a mostly clothed dip into the jacuzzi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you don't want to take your laundry off before you get into right, a jacuzzi. Right. Sometimes, also, you, you know. I'm pretty you know, sure <laughs> nothing would turn me off faster than a man taking off his Velcro shirt. Yes. <laughs> He's like, Those shorts were Damn. incredible. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah. Those oh my were God. were those a thing that I just didn't know about in the 1980s? Velcro tennis uh, shorts? Yeah, <laughs> I guess not. I don't know. Did you not know about that? I guess not. That's why you were the seventh wheel. I didn't. You didn't that's know right. About the... That's right. I don't know what you wore to Pet Shop Boys concerts, but I was wearing Velcro tennis shorts for sure. <laughs> I missed out on that. I missed out on that trend entirely. But I love the two of them going into this makeout sesh because they just look so natural. Like they're, <laughs> they look like two kids who have made out in a jacuzzi thousands of times. I was so grossed out that his first thing to do is get a mouthful of community hot tub water. Oh, yes! 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 So gross! Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> And spit it out like that's oh. like, oh, you know what? Might as well drink it at this point. All that yeah. bacteria in your mouth. So oh. gross. I was like, oh. that. It made me oh. think, like, can you get pink eye in your mouth? Because if so, he has it. He has it. Dirk? Does your script address so. mouth pink eye? Uh, pink mouth is what it's called. <laughs> That, that makes way more script. sense. Yeah, yeah. It's still it's also the first album from the ska band that is on this soundtrack called Trombosis. Trombosis. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> they actually have 16 people in the band. Yeah. Half of them yeah. are trombone players. <laughs> so much trombone, but almost not enough. Yeah, but their cover um, of Ace of Spades is hilarious. Amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't realize that if you choke somebody out with a baseball bat, that it will cause blood to just come out of your neck and down onto your shirt. I thought you just strangled. But I guess if you do it just the right way, it will puncture a blood vessel and just blood will will spray all over you. She almost got away. I don't understand. She was she was (laughs) she hid in a great place. She had a huge (laughs) distance between her and the zombie who is walking With a turned mm-hmm. foot somehow, I sometimes. guess. And also sometimes. And sometimes not. Well, when he's played by as another person, he doesn't quite have the same physicality. But um, then she just runs down this hallway, turns the corner, and just exhaustedly leans against a wall. Like, oof, I need to take a break. He'll never catch up to me. No, he's here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's killing me. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> but... Let's get to the real meat of this tennis scene, and I don't mean to, you know, stay on this heat for too long, but introduces my favorite character in the entire movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, And that is the town tailor. Sorry, medical examiner. The who's carrying around measuring tape around his neck Mm -hmm. just in case somebody wants to do a quick inseam check. (laughs) Wishful thinking, Doc? Ah, Frank. Nice to see you can make it to the clam bacon. Oh, what the hell else would I be doing at 3 o'clock in the morning? See your boys in white are moving right along? Well, you probably noticed the lovely lady on her way out. Now the boys are trying to fish Lover Boy out of a swimming pool full of blood. As Erica pointed out to me, we watched it. Why is the swim? Why is the jacuzzi filled with blood when he's his neck was broken? Yeah. Does that mm-hmm. also, as Mark points out, does that break open a blood vessel? It does. He, it. I guess it, does. it absolutely yeah. does. Crazy out of that, 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 that red mouth. It got really infected very quickly and caused <laughs> yeah. a full that hemorrhage mouth, out of his that mouth. Pink that pink mouth. mouth. Just his pink mouth. Hemorrh- yeah. It went from pink to red because it was a serious case. It was deep vein pink mouth. (laughs) So when this guy started talking, I was like, I'm already impressed by everyone's voices and accents. Oh, God. I don't know how, but when he started talking, I was like, that's a terrible Columbo. Only to find out that he was yeah. told to do Columbo. Yeah, he's told to play like Columbo. Columbo. It's yeah. very off, yeah. but I still got it somehow. I don't know. Yeah, how, he's played he, by a Canadian voice actor, uh, and he still acts to this day, and he acts in yeah. live action. A lot of voice actors. Dean Hagopian is the guy who plays this guy, and he was told to be played like Col- uh, Columbo, <laughs> and he d- he could not show up in this movie enough, as far yes. as I'm concerned. <laughs> I was bummed we didn't get to see him get an ice cream at some point. Just he was there, (laughs) right? He was there for the murder scene. I mean, it took a lot of restraint for me not to just take every single one of his scenes when you said create a clip out of it and just make us all listen (laughs) to him. But it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we've got to move on. But favorite character, I thought you were going to say the janitor. Yeah, I did too, Joe the janitor. I was up in my room resting my feet before I went on my rounds. And I heard him screaming. 
But it wasn't unusual to hear them screaming. You know what I mean, officer, <sighs> Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I'm not surprised that eventually Sean Levy gets done in by the by the zombie, but I was surprised by the order. Because as the guy who's driving the car, I just assumed he would be last. Right. By the natural order of these kinds of movies, right? It's almost that because he goes in the or- because he dies in the order that he does, by the time they get to Tia Carrera and her boyfriend, you're kind of like, I don't really care. But these are throwaway characters at this right. point. So can I we guess. just they, get to they've this? They've been throwaway we'll characters the entire movie. And like you're like, <laughs> yes. whoa, these – well, yeah, kill these two. Just get done with it. And it's also weird that Thor, to your point earlier, Mark, that, that Thor kills him. There's a bunch of weird things that happen to this scene. Scene or movie? Well, <laughs> I'm going scene by scene, but clearly this movie is filled with crazy stuff. Uh, why does he stick the bat in him and why does he leave the bat? The bat was uh, a huge important thing to him, but he just ditches it. Oh, and- it always was a community bat and it always needs to be a community. At some point, yeah, you have to put it right. in defense. He Even thought that Sean Levy's character was a fence. There'll be another zombie coming by. He's going to need that bat. I'm going to leave it inside his chest cavity. Yep. Right. Also, I love like when you're getting off work and you're going to walk to your car. This is exactly how I do it. Just very, very slowly, just looking up into the sky as if there's something to see. Like she is really taking her time. Like, you know, like you do when you get off work and you don't Mm -hmm. definitely want to get home in the next like 15 minutes. I just loved it. I was like, travel at your own pace. That's great. But she's walking to her car and he's like, I'm going to sexually assault you. I may not measure up to those college guys you're used to, but they don't measure up to mine. If you catch my drift. Listen, why don't you just drift off somewhere and molest someone your own age? I've had a long day. Yeah, well, that's not all that's long. That's it. I've had enough of your childish sexual advances. Go away, or I'll call the cops. Childish, huh? Yeah, well, I'm old enough to satisfy you. Get your hands off me! But over these bags of garbage. Yeah. (laughs) Over these loose bags of garbage, because there's so much garbage, it won't fit in the one can. Mm Mm-hmm. If you listen closely, you can hear Sean Levy say, there's a waste management problem here that needs right. to be addressed. Oh. But, um, you know. <laughs> You're talking about in the sequel, I'm no doubt. Yeah, it's right here. It's a waste <laughs> management problem. <laughs> oh. But I imagine that trash probably smelled like extra horrible, too, because if it was like ice cream trash, oh, yeah. Yeah. then it's going to be all yeah. the like turned so ice cream or like melted ice cream that's been in the sun or like. That creme's taking a real twist. Whoa. (laughs) So I guess this begs a question. If you had your choice between sex on ice cream trash or a mouthful of community pool water, which one are you going to pick? Sex on ice cream trash. (laughs) There's no debate. Sex on ice cream trash every single time. Do you understand the dangers of pink mouth, Mark? God. I'm a, I'm a just assuming too that Mark meant that that was that gar- that garbage sex is all consensual, unlike in the, unlike yes, in the movie. But yes, I but said yeah. to have sex, not rape someone. Yeah. I, right, like, right. Like, I want to yeah. be very clear about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of that that scene in the garage where they do clean up on Tia Carrera and her boyfriend, that's a fantastic scene. I love that scene because 
it's where like the zombie throws the boyfriend's head into the car, but there's already blood on the car. Yeah. Before she yeah. He slams his head onto it. And then Molly appears and she does this wonderful flourish to Frank to just oh. lower the door and trap him inside the garage <laughs> because the she's, best, I mean, the best use of voodoo ever is closing. Yeah. That garage door. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but she's out of makeup now. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how it all works. Sometimes voodoo's contingent on makeup. Sometimes it's not. This scene where she's like walking up to the garage and being followed by the police officer who's walking sideways because they told him to walk like Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah, Frank, Frank walked sideways uh, through the parking lot because uh-huh. he was uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's so weird. What's great about this movie too is it's it's filled with so many long shots. Mm-hmm. So when yes. they make these wild choices, you really get to live in them for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really great way to put it. Mm-hmm. It's not unlike that montage we were talking about when when Sean Levy takes the car for a spin around Montreal. And we were just, mm-hmm. we're just living in this ride, <laughs> listening to music, listening to tunes. Like nothing's happening, but we're just taking no, a ride. There's a great scene when Adam West's character is, he has a sort of like audio flashback to the thing that happened at the beginning of the movie. And he kind of sits back, he's sitting at his desk, he sits back in his chair. And you think when the music stops and he kind of gives this look like, okay, I've snapped out of it, that they're going to cut away and they just hold. Mm-hmm. And then he just mm-hmm. has to kind of sit there for a while. And he kind of, he's stewing on it. <laughs> and you're like, what is happening how i like i don't even know what emotion he has anymore because he's moved yeah. on to yeah. so many other thoughts the uh, same with like, Whitney. he's got so many great reactions just keep rolling <laughs> this is an amazing amount of reaction just don't stop don't cook i won't call cut keep going and then he, he sits back and then he decides to pull a gun out and then he cocks the gun then he's I mean, one long shot and loads the gun. Yeah, loads I mean, the that's... gun, fully cocks it, puts a bullet in the chamber. Which why are you going to do that? You're going to have to pop that bullet out because you're going to go get in the car, and you can't have a loaded gun with a bullet in the chamber in the car. It's just it seems like a lot of extra yeah, effort. That but is the kind of move up. that he does. Are you crunching <laughs> the gundage? <laughs> 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 the proper police procedure with guns. Uh, yeah. Uh, but again, I you do get to live in Adam West's thoughts, which may have been, call cut, call cut. Are you guys going to call cut? Any minute now. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, this sets up our big wild conclusion, um, which, I mean, if you don't want us to spoil it, <laughs> uh, you listen to all this at this point, uh, we, we couldn't even spoil this movie for you, even if you know what's happening. It's unspoilable because it's such a just but, wild ride. Yeah. But there's a wild twist that we, we didn't need, but boy, it was fun to get that Adam West was... One of the young boys who was trying to assault young Molly McKembe back in the day, but then before she got an accent, and then killed Tony's dad, but then said, "You know what? I'm going to go be a cop, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to throw all of that many years of being a police captain away mm-hmm. on a night because." I need to kill Molly. I don't know what's happening, but it all takes place at the cemetery. 
I don't really understand all the ins and outs, but look, trust me, I'm sure Adam West has thought it through. He knows what's going to go on. You haven't run through all the police procedures on how you're supposed to handle this type of situation. And it feels like this all could have been done cleaner. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's, he's, Somehow, we didn't see the scene, but he swallowed a big chunk of community jacuzzi water, and he is just pink-mouthed to the hills. To mm-hmm. And he, he has to go to the cemetery with his crazy futuristic RoboCop gun. Yeah, that <laughs> gun was what, odd. What is that crazy gun? And then uh, he kills Molly. But then he's revenged by Tony's dad, who comes out of the grave, looking pretty good. All Not things considered. Yeah, all things looking darn good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's got to be 15, 20 years of rot, but he's not feeling it. Yeah. He's looking he's good. Suit's still yeah. in pretty good shape. I mean, looking good. That's yeah. what I would he's say. Slim, he's slimmed down bad. a bit. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah lost a few. Still also played by John Fasano, which is very strange. He actually plays the dad and the dad zombie, but looking slimmer somehow. It's when you tear all your. It's something I may think about doing, so I can look a little slimmer. Tear all my clothes into rags, so it all looks. You know, it does have a. It distracts the eye. It's, it creates those sleek lines that make you look a little thinner. Draws the eyes down. I mean, not Slim in Adonis like you, but... Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Look, uh, I take all my cues from trendy teens and <laughs> desiccated corpses mm-hmm. of long dead dads. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just how I go. And I noticed when he, by, bursting, by bursting out of the ground, he climbs up and you can see that he slips and face plants. Trying oh, to climb no. out of that grave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not much of a burst. It's more like, a, oh, 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 sorry. Okay, I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. Oh, God, this movie. So, I, I mean, feel like that we, was appropriate for his character, though. He wasn't exactly like, you know, a seventh wheel of yeah. No, <laughs> we can't all be, and, I'm afraid. <laughs> and they did a, such a poor job of hiding the obvious astroturf that's uh, uh, put oh. on top of the oh. hole under the, uh, mm-hmm. on top of the grave. Oh, oh that was just great. chef's kiss. Nice I, job. I was, mama Mia, that was Mama Mia. <laughs> I give that two Mama Mias. Cacciatore lasagna, I loved it. <laughs> I wish that that grocer was at the end, and when the zombie grabbed the Adam West and pulled him into the ground, he's like, "Ah, he catch a tour in you," and he'd be like, oh, wow, yes. "Are we leaving that in? We letting we're letting him say that? Okay." Yeah. Why is he wait? Is he even supposed to be here? He comes to set every day. <laughs> Let him in. Just all right. We'll throw him in. They started making the lunches here. It's very strange. Spaghetti is all made God for him because that other guy has already eaten all the lunches. <laughs> So we needed someone to step in. <laughs> oh, it's too much. It's too much. We could go on and on, but we really need to nail down things we love and things we hated. Take that, Thor. This is my audition. I'm the true warrior. <laughs> You're getting credit tonight. Uh, that's right. We're going to talk about the things we love and the things we hated about Zombie Nightmare. We've gone on and on about this movie. Let's talk about the things we most love. Mark, let's start with you. I, uh, I I loved so many things about this movie. I'm honestly, it's it's hard for me to pick one. I mean, <laughs> everything from blood spurting from the neck when you're being choked, question mark, mm-hmm. to yep. the, the cars, the automobiles, uh, the, the cheap police siren that he just puts on top of i mean typically a police mm-hmm. officer doesn't have that little police siren that they just 
magnetized to the top of their car. Uh, I, I mean, well, Mark, everybody in this town also, has another job. Every, I mean, as we know for the medical <laughs> true, examiner, true, true. True. everybody so, has so. a side, you know, so he has to have that off for certain times during the day. When I he does thought that job. he was, I thought for half the movie, he was a reporter. <laughs> He's so supposed I, to take all the trash away from the twist and cream, but he, yeah, right, right. so that was kind of kismet that all these things happen in the same place. Uh, we didn't even spend any time talking about that fantastic nightclub scene. Yeah, so, oh, I mean, yeah. that alone yeah. is something I love. So, I mean, oh my gosh, yes, I, I you know what I loved the movie. Yeah. <laughs> wow, the movie, wow. very good. Wow, this has been it's been a while, it's, it's been, been a while, while since Marcus yeah. loved the entire movie. I'm crunching the numbers on it right now as we speak. <laughs> boop, beep, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. He's loving it, and it has been a while since he's loved it. It's been, it's true, it's true. <laughs> September was a little was a little tough to get through. Well, it was of... a little less sexy than we uh, one of us thought it would be. And that was me because it was my month. <laughs> I got tricked by sexy boxes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Dirk, what did you love about Zombie Nightmare? I mean, I'm in the same uh, same boat as Mark here. I love the movie, but I really enjoyed the cop seeing Miss McQuimby at the murder scenes and then not seeing her. And then the scene oh, we eventually yeah. get yeah, where yeah. he looks at the pictures and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, thank God. Yeah, okay. It's like, you could have looked at those the whole time. Like, I don't know what. <laughs> he lets it drive right. himself crazy. And then he looks at the three pictures and he's like, well, there she is. I better yeah. go follow mm-hmm. the garage. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I, del- I love the police work that Frank does. <laughs> the other thing that I love is that at the end, he picks the gun up and Adam West is like, kill me. But he doesn't. And then he just, yes. now that his... Now that his prints are on the gun, he just throws it on the ground and walks away. <laughs> walks away! Yeah. End of movie. Okay. Right. Why didn't he toss it down in that hole and been like, kill yourself, right. you son of a bitch? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Good yeah. call. Kill That's yourself, you son of a bitch. <laughs> He's Italian now. He's Italian, Italian now. Yes. He decides it's to become really. Italian only at the end. It's his choice. Uh, Erica, what is something that you loved? I agree. Loved all of those things. Another thing I loved was uh, every time we were at the Twist and Cream, um, <laughs> him going, just, what are you looking at? Keep eating your ice cream. Like, every time he said that, I would crack up because yeah. it was like, imagining yep. him, like, hitting on this girl and just trying to be, like, Mr. Badass while everyone's just in their car, like, <laughs> like eating ice cream and watching, like, how many people were sitting there in their cars? We don't know because we never see them. This is also the thing I loved, and it's why oh. I included that bit in the quote-unquote trailer that I made up for this movie, was that that <laughs> Him just turning and going, clearly a bunch of people are watching him get turned down constantly by this waitress at the Twist and Cream. Yeah. But we see only one guy in yeah. his car, one car who's sipping a soda and shaking his head. And and so you just, it's just him yelling out into mm-hmm. who knows. And it killed me every single time oh, he does it. So I funny. Love that as well. That just tickled me every time. Let's switch to things we hated, if we can think of anything. Mark, is there anything that you hated? Um, I hated that on the driver's side of the Porsche 944, there was some damage. Uh, <laughs> it looked like there was a uh, little bit some scraping, and you know, that's tough. To not a out. lot of not everybody loves the 944. It was you know a, when Porsches were introducing water cooled engines, it was a four cylinder which they'd never put out before, and this was not a 944 turbo. <laughs> 
but oh, I think oh, it, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. No, okay, yeah. no, okay. Now, see, I missed that. <laughs> Ditto. No, yeah. I'm just saying it's 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 a, a somewhat under underappreciated car, and for it to this is '87. That might have been like an '85, '86 model to already have damage. It is that yeah. that makes me yeah. sad. Shot in '86, so yeah. It, so '85 uh, model. Yeah, probably. And already had yeah. damage. That's not good. Yeah, that's not good. It's not good. That's it's a bummer. You, you, and I'm sure a chorus of others also have that same. Well, and it's in the classic guards red too, which is just that's eh, sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dirk, you probably have the same thing. But there was there something else? That you, is there something that you hated oh, besides yeah. that? Well, I'll just add to that because I have more things to say about what Mark just said. Um, no, I don't. I said it all very well. Um, if there's something I hated, it's that. So I like that this movie exists as it is with it because it's so strange. But I, having listened to the commentary, I wish that all the good footage hadn't ended up in a trailer that nobody knows where it is because right. they say that right. the editor cut footage from the film for the trailer. And it's just yep. not in the movie. Right. And, yeah. and then the fact that it was cut so so weirdly that you can see that Adam West is reading his lines, like all this stuff that should have been edited out. Imagine what this movie would look like if it was actually edited by someone that knew what they were supposed to cut. You know, I wish that there was both mm-hmm. versions of the movie like this one and then one oh. where it's somebody actually mm-hmm. shaping it the way it was intended. Like that. I hate that that doesn't exist because I think Adam West is good in this like sort of like mundane sort of toned down version of, of Adam West, but it's a bummer that you can see him read his lines. Like I, that just makes me sad because I think he deserves mm. better, but that's, that's my only complaint. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I absolutely love that. Uh, we're getting to talk about it right now because I don't think enough people have, have seen zombie nightmare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah, very much. Very or much my so. sequel that I've got right here. <laughs> they will, they will see the sequel. Yeah, they cut the trailer from the camera negative. Ugh. So, so they, so 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 some of the shots they said in the final cut that you get were basically their second or third choices because the original camera negative was cut and sliced to make this trailer, which now doesn't exist, and we nobody has a copy of it. Ugh. So, but I would say without all these crazy things happening, we wouldn't have yeah. this yeah. delightful zombie nightmare. Erica, what is something that you hated? This is dumb and nitpicky, but. Um... That's exactly what this segment is about. <laughs> <laughs> you just nailed what the segment is. But I hated, like, could no one have just taught when when he was leaving the when uh, Tom is le- is in zombie form. Tony. Tony. Oh boy. So when Tony. <laughs> just trying to think who Tom was. Yeah. When Tony. <laughs> yeah. So when Tony's in zombie. Damn it. Tony Zombie? He's Tony Zombie. Hey! <laughs> Tony Zombie! <laughs> so when Tony is. You in- want your provolone? <laughs> <laughs> Tony Zombie's provolone. No one touches Tony Zombie's provolone. He come here for his mama. <laughs> I'm sorry to all Italians. I am one of you. So. Uh, uh. God. So when he's in zombie form and he's waking up because it's nighttime and everybody knows zombies only come out at nighttime. Uh, only. And he's opening his makeshift coffin. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Could no one just like 
tie a string to the coffin door and just open it for him. Does he have to push open his own coffin? Oh, okay. It just felt call. like he has to push it open and you can see him like it was probably hard to see with like the prosthetics. Yeah, and he makeup. said that those white, uh, the contacts they put in, which were all just sort of yeah, those white eyes, he couldn't see. Or obviously anything. he can't see shit because yeah. he, he's like, is it open? Is it open? And it does have a string on it to keep it from opening too far, I guess. Okay. But he opens it and he's like, okay, all right, it's open. And then can't see clearly because then he's like all right all right feeling around like here's the edge of the coffin now let me turn Mm -hmm. and climb out and then stand up and be like rigid zombie movement once i'm out of the coffin that was my beef because i'm like if somebody would just tie a fishing line or something to the end of it and opened it for him he could have just sat up and got out and it would have looked yeah so much better yeah so yeah yeah Yeah, good call i agree to dirk's point there's a version of this somewhere (laughs) where these these things took these things were implemented and it looks amazing. Yeah. My only thing I didn't like is somebody already mentioned is the order of the kills. I didn't understand mm-hmm. that order. Yeah. And then I was like, so you're killing Sean Levy at this point because you're going to kill his dad later. Wait, that's not his dad. Even though his dad is comes out of the exact same house that Sean Levy comes out when he comes out and gets that Porsche. So uh, that's not him. That's actually the dad of Tia Carrere's boyfriend, mm-hmm. which he looks a lot like. So that's fine. But he has the same Mercedes as well, the dad. So it's like, is that that's not John Levy's dad? So that's confusing. So really, we end up with this late game introduction of this dad character who becomes yet another death, which is I thought mm-hmm. was Sean Levy's dad, but it's not. So it makes even less sense. So just the whole order of things. I was like, that that's something we could have solved. This um, does make me picture that when the two of you watch movies together, you always are constantly leaning over and being like, Erica, whose dad is this? Yeah. <laughs> well, first he's is like, this- Erica, wake up. Erica, wake up. <laughs> wake up. Whose dad you is this? You fell asleep. <laughs> well, the funny thing is when I do ask her something, when I wake her up, she knows the answer, which is crazy that somehow her sleep self is watching. Yeah. Which is crazy. I don't mm-hmm. have that. If I fall asleep during a movie, I don't remember anything. But that's just me. All right, let's go to our final scene. Or sorry, let's go to our favorite scene. Mark, Ooh. can you pick a favorite scene? <sighs> oh, this is hard. Just, there's so many good scenes. There is I know lot. it's Mark's um, I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I, I Ooh, favorite scene. Well, you know, one that at least I thought a bit about was the scene that Erica didn't like, which is uh, Tony Zombie getting out of his uh, (laughs) his casket. But what I was really perplexed about was uh, Molly Matembe has, she's hanging out there 24 seven. So does like, she have another job or... Or at the end of this, does she cleared? She cleared her schedule. This is all she's got going right. on. So the next, until the revenge is done, is it? Is she charging an hourly rate? Is this time and materials? Does is the mom going to have to ten? Is the mom going to have to ten ninety nine her at the end of this engagement? I'm just. Mm-hmm. Tr- I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out the financials. Mm-hmm. There feels yeah. like I we didn't get to see the contract. Her mom's but not going to ten ninety nine. Her her tax. Preparer will, uh, oh, will send right. on the ten ninety nine. Right, her accountant will take care of that. Right, and yeah, I just, I also, I just thought she has abandoned all of her responsibilities and committed one hundred percent to this mission, 
And I just want to know how much she's getting paid. So this is your favorite scene? I just want to backtrack. <laughs> also, her tax guy is going to be like, you're writing off 300 candles? I don't know. If- <laughs> what is this job that you... They're voodoo business lady? expense. They I mean, are wrote- business expense. You wrote voodoo, lady. There's a lot on here I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dirk, what was your favorite scene? Oh my gosh. Um, okay, let me think. Probably when we are introduced to the grocer, the accent comes out, and then we get this intense piece of fight choreo. And I say choreo because like I'm like an action person, so that's how I talk about it. Obviously. Obviously. Um, Obviously. And then if you listen to the commentary, Thor talks about like how he learned this move by from Steven Seagal. <laughs> And it's the punch that like clearly doesn't land because of how it's edited. But uh, right, I just right. I love that he beats up these two guys and then goes outside. And the second guy comes out and he's just walking with his arms like by his side, like doop, 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 doop. and it's the weirdest <laughs> walk. And the door just beats him up for walking out of the store. Right. <laughs> genius. Well, that's it is a funny moment because like if you are in the store and you're beat up and you get up and of course the shop owner hasn't done anything to stop you or to say you you need to be re- detained because again, no one is calling the cops no. or an ambulance after a crime has been committed. And then a second crime is committed. And so he's like, well, I guess I'll leave. <laughs> I kind of wish I'd seen <laughs> that scene. Leave. I guess. Right. I mean, since this didn't go down, I guess I'll just head out. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, that is great. And uh, I love that scene too. Erica favorite scene my favorite scene is the very last scene in the cemetery um where molly spoiler alert this is your chance you can pause now we've already mentioned it and go watch it (laughs) but yes but in case you missed the previous times where he mentioned (laughs) if you were busy thinking if you were focusing on other things for the time we mentioned it earlier yeah so my favorite scene is in the cemetery where molly unfortunately is shot and killed by adam west and then Adam West is dragged underground by a husky skeleton. <laughs> but a less husky skeleton. <laughs> but he's yeah. still like I mean, he's still yeah. trimmed down. He's still like very healthy. He's at a healthy weight. Let's not body shame zombies <laughs> or anyone in this movie. <laughs> but she gets killed. Adam West gets <laughs> dragged underground. And then the cop, again, we just watch him walk away. He just walks away. And it's just this shot of him just... And you get you live in this shot yeah. of him walking out. Mm-hmm. Just walking he just away. walks away and for a right, while. And yesterday, yeah, you, today yeah. when you were watching it, I was like, so he's not going to call an ambulance? Nope, no one call calls an in. ambulance. I mean, she could still be alive. He only shot her once, maybe twice. Like, she could still the ambulance, a chance. The ambulance person is doing their second job right now. Yeah. There's no point in calling yeah. him. <laughs> no, you're not going to radio this in and be like, chief stat. No, nothing. Okay. Yeah, just walks away. And how does he explain this later? He has to explain this. He has to say a husky skeleton right. pulled my boss underground right after he shot Everyone's a voodoo like, lady. Frank, like, hey, Frank, have you seen the captain? Uh, I have. Funny thing last night. Well, you're just telling all this now? Yeah, well, I didn't think you, you know, it already, it happened last night. I mean, it's already happened. He's already been pulled into a grave. Well, what do you... It's a point of getting all of you out of bed, you know, when I can just tell you today. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he walks away so slowly. It's funny. So I'm like, slowly. did he poop his pants? Like, I wish why he, is he, I wish is he that gone. why he just slowly strolls out? Because he's like, he's like, oh, oh no. I shit myself oh, no. when that husky skeleton came up out of the ground. So actually, I can't call this in because I have to go yeah, clean up. This, I can't get caught like this. I wish he had There's done the scene in my, uh, There's jokes, a scene in my script where, uh, <laughs> where the groundskeeper of the... the the place, the cemetery, finds Molly the next morning, and she's like telling him who shot her, and they're like, "I'm sorry, I where are you from exactly? I just I'm not getting what this is." And then they call Frank, and he shows up, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And she's like, "That that's the guy," and they're mm-hmm. like, "I'm sorry, I don't." Does anyone get this? I don't know what they're saying. Yeah. And then Frank's like, "I've never herself. been here before." Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. What if, yes. yeah, she spends her last moments, and granted, I should say, she gets shot, but we don't particularly see her die. No, she just falls no, down. But, uh, she just but falls down. In, in her moments where she feels like she's going to get shot, she sort of mumbles to herself, and that is to bring the dad back from the dead, I'm assuming. Yeah, right. She doesn't think to also do that enchantment for herself, even though she's about to die, which she also could have done, right? I guess. I don't she know if it works that way, Ryan. Oh yeah, that's true. Good. You can't do it to yourself. <laughs> that <laughs> goes against can. all the voodoo rules. I don't know because right. there's oh, only sorry, the voodoo lady rules. Yeah. I apologize. There's only one voodoo lady, and then I see three voodoo daddies. <laughs> God, I've been waiting for such a long time to say that. <laughs> a bunch of big bad voodoo daddies. That's right. That's right. Oh God, uh, not as good as thrombosis. Uh, there's not enough thrombosis. <laughs> oh, smart thrombosis <laughs> or a thrombosis if you really want to get down to it. Uh, the disease and the band. That's the, that's the black metal band. Yes. Thrombosis. Right. Thrombosis. Yeah. yeah. They didn't even bother to change the name of it. They're just like, no, we're just going right. to name we're ourselves after this. <laughs> they exactly. do versions of the ska bands covers of other rock bands. <laughs> 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 it's like a game of telephone. <laughs> um. I also loved some of the fight choreo in this, and I'm talking specifically about the fight scene in the police station. Oh, yes. oh yeah! Someone got hurt during that, right? Someone, well, <laughs> like Adam West oh. kicks a dude in the head. Yeah, yeah. he does. Yeah, straight up. I mean, <laughs> this is like the, the John Fasano in the commentary talks about it in the op- in the flashback scene. Where like the guy, one of the guys in that scene is a guy who in Montreal later I found out he he actually owns he en- ends up owning a martial arts studio, but he said that guy always would hit kick me he would always hit me every single time he would never not hit me so the, he was getting pissed off so you like would hit him back or whatever so there was a lot of this because they had no fight cor- fight choreography and that scene where they're trying to track this guy down again I think it's the guy who tried to to rob the uh, corner store earlier in the film. And now he's been caught and he's in the, again, they use everything in this movie. They don't, nobody is not used. I didn't even realize it was that guy. Yeah. I thought it was someone totally different. And they have to chase him around a few desks and they're clearly just doing this for real with no Uh real choreography. And then they do have him on the ground. They try to do some like fake hits and punches Uh, to him. It looks, it made me nervous. It just was, it was amazing. I, it's an incredible little sequence. There's so many sequences that you could, you could say that were amazing in this movie, but that one was just one that, you know, I love that one. All right, let's get into some final questions. Here are our final questions for zombie nightmare. How did Tony get hit by a car, roll over it, land on the street, then roll onto the sidewalk, then back onto the street? Well, he's, he works out. So even in death, 
he's gonna be pretty <laughs> active. Those muscles were True. bouncy. Yeah. Yeah. Bouncy. Real bouncy. <laughs> and when he gets back on the street later, he's in a position he was never in when he was on the street earlier. It's pretty incredible. Okay, so who exactly had the zombie nightmare? <laughs> <laughs> See, again, I think it's a little kid when he was fantasizing about kid. his future. He's fantasizing about his future and then it goes south and he's like, oh, this is a nightmare. Everybody just leave me alone. Eat your ice cream. <laughs> even that. He even imagines. All of this is killer. a dream sequence to the little boy who just saw his dad get stabbed and murdered. Mm-hmm. And we just never yes. cut back to him. Yeah. He's having the zombie nightmare. Yeah. Got it. Okay, good. I mean, that's my theory. What do you big bad voodoo daddies think? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a simple voodoo lady. (laughs) In my um, new script I just wrote, this is a different one than I've been previously alluding to. Uh, There's a scene where the boy is disassociating, and then you hear the dad, and, and he's like, ugh. And then Molly's, you know, underneath him and she's like, can you get off of me? And he's like, you know, I'm dying. I've been stabbed. And she's like, well, this takes time. You could easily just move yourself in front of me. And he's like, I'm really, I'm really dying, though. This is really painful. And she's like, but I'm just down here. You know, it's it goes mm-hmm. on. for. Um, I mean, it's there's several like pages. pages several yeah, pages. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. but that should explain Lengthy. some of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it tries to convince him. Can you just like maybe just do a high plank and then I can slide out from under you? But (laughs) they're face to face in the scene. It's really good. (laughs) It's 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 the Oscar clip scene, really. I mean, of of the movie for sure. (laughs) So we talked about the server at the Twisted Cream when she leaves work, Mm -hmm. but she's also dressed. Like she's going to a business meeting. Mm-hmm. Why is that? It's what she did in 86, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Always dressed like you're going to a business meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's her second job. She pushes ice cream during the day. And at nighttime, she's a, you know, high profile lawyer. <laughs> at night court. She's Tony's mom's accountant. Yeah. So she's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mama Mia, go. he's got Mama it. Mama Mia, here's all the 1099s <laughs> for all the voodoo work that you... <laughs> You won't put on your regular payroll. Okay, we already talked about that one. Okay, let's move on to research. Woo! Here's brief research here for Zombie Nightmare. It's hard to find lots of stuff about this one, but this was shot on a budget of 180,000, 25 of which went to Adam West. Wow. Shot over really? about yeah. I mean, I it seems like he got a good deal on that, right? Am I wrong? Not bad. They talked about how like you could get people for like 50,000 or so. You could get a lot of name actors around that time. So 25 seems like a, a pretty decent discount. In yeah, the- how long do you think he less. actually How long did he spend on this? Just a couple days. Yeah, a couple days. I was going to say maybe 3 days tops, but I think mm-hmm. cuz the scene where he's in the in the police uh, station and the scenes where he's reading off the script were were ones they shot right before he had to leave. Mm-hmm. To go to the airport, so they were. He was. He was in and out of Montreal to shoot this movie. And that bar they go to is just a corner of the police station that they just painted because yep. they wanted they to have another scene. Yep. So yeah, yeah, to have the two of them talk and chit chat. Wow. So twenty five thousand dollars for two days of work. Not bad. Not bad. Not, Not bad, bad at all. Especially in nineteen eighty six money. This is shot over ten to twelve days in Montreal, Canada. Uh, somewhere. Around the time of Fangoria having man- ma- maximum overdrive on the cover, so summer of 1986. Yeah, issue 56. <laughs> it found 
I found this blurb from the Montreal Gazette from June 25th, 1986, that says, The strange-looking people packed into Jody's Disco on Drummond Street all day Monday were there on location for a scene in a low-budget video feature called Zombie Nightmare. More details as they become available. Tune in to the Gazette, everybody. We've got this zombie nightmare. So I guess we're shooting in June, somewhere in the end of June. So they didn't they didn't have to use a, a like a, a pseudonym or a code name for this one. They just no like what zombie, are you shooting? Zombie nightmare. Zombie nightmare. Oh, yeah. Okay. This was Don't in- tell anyone. Keep <laughs> <laughs> Oh oh, it's too late. The Gazette is all over it. Man, the God, the Gazette were- is all over our asses. They're revealing all of our secrets. They really had their finger on the pulse. No, nothing oh. gets by the Gazette. Intended for a theatrical release that never happened, and instead it does arrive on New World Video in September of 1987 alongside Creepshow 2. <gasps> Oh, what a pairing. Oh, I love this pairing. Yeah, Creepshow 2 I and Zombie Nightmare. Oh. September 1987. I'm going to disassociate right now and just fantasize about owning a drive-in movie theater where I can show this pairing as a midnight movie. Oh, see you guys. Midnight movie? Yeah, like a midnight pairing? Sure, sure. Yeah, make it like, like a midnight pairing. Hey, like a midnight <laughs> pairing. Grab a handful of spaghetti and watch a movie, okay? I'm disassociating <laughs> and watching you fall asleep at 12.15 while well, you're, you're I don't you're have doubles. to be there. I'm the owner. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm walking away. Right. <laughs> um, Zombie Nightmare arrives on VHS though ten dollars cheaper than Creep Show Two at the low low cost of sixty nine ninety five a piece. Wow, yeah, it's unbelievable, unbelievable. And it would go on to become a top ten rental. I'm sorry, I was thought we were still talking about Creep Show Two. Uh, <laughs> I was I was about to be very surprised. I mean, it should have been. I'm telling it, you, it everybody, let's go get this movie. It now. should have been. Um, the Zombie Nightmare, though, did make a profit. I read that it made $2 million in profit, though I could not confirm that number. Or so deny that number. take that for what it is, <laughs> though. I mean, based on the $69.95 cost... And sending it out along Creepshow 2 and people buying at least one or two copies. I mean, it's not crazy yeah. to assume. Uh, the movie probably only cost New World somewhere around 200000 or so to probably pick up. Uh, and, you know, so probably they made that much money. It's not hard to assume. Of course, it becomes a little bit more infamous because it uh, was an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. So that's where it's sort of infamy led up until Code Red put out their Blu-ray way back when. And as we mentioned, this uh, is just the beginning for John Fasano and John Michael Thor and Frank Dietz as they make Rock and Roll Nightmare, which is sadly not released by New World Video. Kind of don't know how that happened. How did, I guess, maybe because New World was falling apart by the late 80s, but it's weird that it didn't, that didn't, it wasn't released by New World. They also don't release Black Roses, which would continue their rock and roll and horror hybrid for yet another movie. All three of these, which are fitting, and this one sort of fits in it. It doesn't truly have people playing rock music, but there is a lot of rock music in it. And so that's what set up those other two movies as well, which are a little bit more well-known. But this hmm. is the genesis and uh, Zombie Nightmare. And that's it. Wow. That's it for Zombie Nightmare. Dirk, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for picking this selection to start us off on Vidtober. I mean, my my pleasure. Thanks again for having me. I always enjoy listening to New World Pictures podcast, but it's an extra joy to get to join the, the three of you and especially talk about the Great Land of Small and <laughs> <laughs> Zombie Nightmare. 
<laughs> and te- tell everybody about VHS podcast. What's going on with that, and where they can find it and find you? Oh my gosh, I have a podcast, and uh, I hosted <laughs> it um, where we talk in microphones, record it, and uh, some, you know, we talk about <laughs> familiar, um, familiar. <laughs> yes. Um, so this season, uh, we're just doing whatever we want. So it's kind of all over the place. Season of chaos. Season of Chaos, and traditionally, it's uh, each episode was about a film, and the guest has the profession portrayed in the film, and that will return in the next season. I've already recorded a couple of really awesome guests, uh, a linguist and a person who works in a hotel, so they're going to share their Oh, lives. nice. Can you oh, talk boy. about Mystery Train with the person who works in the hotel? Uh, innkeepers. Oh, oh okay. okay. Nice. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good, I that's a good that movie. One. Yeah, it was yeah. a suggestion. He was like, I've never okay. felt more seen than this movie, and I was like, Interesting. I, I would love to talk about that. Perfect. Yeah. The garbage scene in that movie lives on mm. in my brain forever, where they're trying to put the trash in and it starts leaking liquid on them. Anyone that's worked retail or with food, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. that is mm-hmm. such a real dumpster situation. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Other side from uh, dumpster situations, we have uh, other episodes, and um, yeah, it's 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 been super fun, and I really enjoy the people that I've met through it. Like the three of you so thank you dirk and we're glad we met you too as well um i'm a big fan obviously we're all big fans of your podcast and i I talk about i sheet about it as uh as i guess people say on twitter now x Uh, i guess that's the terminology i sheet about it that's how i say it about it x-e-e-t i look it's copyright me so (laughs) i just put that in my new script right here there you go (laughs) And uh, I always yeah. uh, uh, talk about your new episodes and everything. I I, I, I never miss one, and it's a terrific podcast. And I'm you know uh, so definitely everybody check it out. Check out the next season that's coming out. I'm excited to, to listen to it. Please check out VHS podcast. Thank you. If you want to learn anything about us, go to our website, newworldpicturespodcast.com. You can find all of our content. Our articles, episodes, our T-shirts. Please buy us a T-shirt. We don't have a Patreon. You have a Patreon, Dirk. I do. I do. Yeah. Yes. So, so people should go. That. That's what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. If you go to patreon.com slash VHS, V-H-U-S, uh, there's our Patreon. I'm getting better about posting more things. I'm doing deep dives on franchises right now that are loosely franchises. So I talked about... The Karate Tiger movies, which is when Germany decided just to call movies Karate Tiger <laughs> for no reason, and uh, and so uh, so I'm doing that there. And then everyone that's on the Patreon, I do a little like monthly giveaway where people can win like hard to find DVDs, Blu-rays, candy, hot sauce, stickers, and a bunch of other stuff that I've curated over the years. Um, yeah, so please think about so doing does, that. yeah, sign up for the Patreon. We don't have a Patreon, so. Buy a T-shirt. That's all you have to do, and that keeps us going. We do it. We do a weekly show with no breaks, <laughs> and there's no way we could also do a Patreon. So just buy a T-shirt. That would help us out. Uh, thank you again, Dirk. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode. Thank you, Zombie Nightmare. What a terrific movie this is. Please go seek it out if you can. Check it out. We hope you're enjoying the first episode of VidTober. We got a whole lot of straight to video. VHS movies released by New World Video. We're going to talk about this month. So check us out. Zeet. <laughs> Zeet. 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 You're not sheeting. You're, You're zeeting. zeeting. Got it. <laughs> Zeet. All right. Uh, we got that cleared up. Zeet uh, about us. You can find us on, on, on X and you can Zeet to us whenever you want to, as well as Dirk. We'll see you next time. 
and the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody.